and welcome back to the European People's Podcast for this week's episode, a catch-up on Brexit negotiations. Back in June, when this podcast project began, we had a look at Brexit, an overview of the referendum, Article 50, Article 50 extensions, the backstop, the withdrawal agreement, and the United Kingdom leaving the European Union on the 31st of January 2020. We discussed matters right up until the trade negotiations as they stood then. At that time, the future was unclear, with many things still up in the air. Here we are, nearing the end of October. Another negotiation deadline has passed, and another one approaches. At this time, the future is unclear, and many things are still up in the air. So it seemed like time for another Brexit recap on what has happened from June until October. As discussed in our interview episode on the trade talks, Some people saw the coronavirus as an opportunity for the trade negotiations between the two sides to be hammered out, away from the media spotlight, with less of each side playing to their audience, so to speak. Unfortunately for everyone, this is not what happened, and little headway was made in talks. In June, the UK did not ask for an extension of the transition period. After decreasing case numbers, a relaxation of coronavirus restrictions, and some summer weather, things were looking up in Europe. This optimism did not seem to extend to the negotiation front. By August, it was clear that there were two particular points that were proving difficult to negotiate, both previously mentioned on this podcast. One, fishing, and the other, state aid. Fishing has been contentious from the beginning, with both sides repeatedly disagreeing on the level of access EU boats should have to UK waters under the terms of the future trade deal. The UK has not shown any willingness to seek compromises on fisheries. State aid has also proven tricky, to say the least. Under EU law, governments cannot use state aid to save companies that are failing. The British negotiators have argued that now they are no longer members of the European Union, they should be allowed to use state aid in this way. The EU side says that if the UK does this, its businesses would gain unfair advantages over EU companies. This is the issue of the level playing field. By the end of August, both sides were openly saying that an EU-UK trade deal for post-Brexit seemed unlikely, with the UK's chief negotiator, Lord David Frost, stating that the EU had made things unnecessarily difficult. Once more, things did not seem to improve much from here, and at the start of September, the British government said they were willing to walk away from talks. This was followed with perhaps the most surprising turn of events over the course of the Brexit story. And yes, I know, there have been many turns. What is Boris Johnson's next move or move? Is this posturing or what? Yeah, well, it looks like it might be some posturing, maybe a little bit of a game of chicken. But uh, as you note, negotiations have indeed uh, stalled, uh, some would say broken down. The UK government proposed changes that it acknowledged would break international law in what was quantified as a specific and limited way with the introduction of draft legislation called the Internal Market Bill. What is the significance of this bill? The withdrawal agreement negotiated and signed in 2019 established new checks on goods travelling from Great Britain and Northern Ireland. This was to prevent checks from having to take place along the Irish border after the transition ends. The issue of the Irish border and how to ensure peace in Northern Ireland has remained a priority for the EU and for Ireland throughout this process. It is why we all talked about the backstop for months. The UK government said 
it wanted to make changes to the withdrawal agreement, a previously negotiated and signed legal arrangement between the British government and the EU in order to bring clarity and avoid disruption. Amid outcry from all sides at the idea of the UK breaking international law, the EU set a deadline for the UK to remove the sections of the Internal Market Bill that were incompatible with the withdrawal agreement. As the deadline expired, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen gave a press statement in which she announced that the EU had started legal proceedings against the UK, but would not walk away from trade talks. Following the legal notice, Chief Negotiator Barnier reiterated that full and effective implementation of the withdrawal agreement will always be an absolute priority for the European Union. The agreement was the result of long EU-UK negotiations and the only way to protect the Good Friday Agreement, which is our best guarantee for peace and stability on the island of Ireland. The British government have until the end of November to respond to the EU's concerns over the draft legislation. The EU's chief Brexit negotiator, Michel Barnier, and his team met with their British counterparts for more rounds of trade talks at the start of October, which came before a two-day European Council summit on the 15th and 16th of October. The UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson had said that any EU-UK deal must be reached before this to allow for sufficient time for the deal's approval by the EU institutions and ratification by member states before the formal end of the transition phase. The EU's deadline for this is the 31st of October. The two-day summit has been and gone, and the EU's deadline fast approaches. There remains no trade deal. Ahead of further trade talks between Barnier and Frost at the beginning of this week, Number 10 Downing Street said that talks between the UK and EU for a post-Brexit trade agreement were over, that there was no point in discussions continuing unless the EU was prepared to discuss the detailed legal text of a partnership. UK Chief Negotiator David Frost said he had told his EU counterpart there was now no basis for planned talks on Monday. But, as with all things Brexit, there was another twist, and the two chief negotiators have spoken this week. The message from the EU at this stage remains clear. The EU wants a trade deal, but the EU does not want a trade deal at any cost. The message from Michel Barnier this week is that the EU's door remains open and the most should be made of what little time is left. Bearing in mind that the EU's deadline is the last day of October, with the transition period to end on the 31st of December 2020. If no deal is reached between the two teams, the UK and EU would in future trade with one another under WTO rules, which would mean tariffs on goods. This is the no-deal scenario that currently seems the most likely outcome. But, for anyone who has followed Brexit from February 2016, when Prime Minister David Cameron announced that the UK would hold a referendum on EU membership, through the many ups and downs, twists and turns, up until today, with Brexit, anything can happen. If you are confused as to how we got to this point on Brexit, I can recommend you go back and listen to the first Brexit Explainer and part two, the interview episode. Thank you all for listening. We will be back again next week for the start of a series of episodes on the US presidential elections. A break from all things Brexit. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so as not to miss out and you can catch up on any episodes you may have missed. Thank you.